Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Rebound to O'Neal, 15 seconds left, hands to Donovan, down three. Donovan pulls, 4-3, and the tie, yes! 10 seconds left, we're tied at 102, Donovan Mitchell does it again! Booker puts it on the floor, 14-foot jump shot, swish, it's good. Booker, what a game he's having. Booker into the lane, fakes, can't get the shot off, gets it out to Chris Paul. Three seconds, Paul for three, shazam! And the Utah Jazz fall to the Phoenix Suns in overtime, 117-113. Donovan Mitchell goes for 41 points, but not good enough. Great three to tie, pressure shot, that was big time, but they immediately fell behind in overtime and couldn't make the magic happen and rally a second time. They get beat. PK, that was a great game, but there were some obvious flaws. They did not shoot the three well, and they got crushed on the backboards. Yeah, I thought the rebounding there was the reason, the most significant reason there in the second chance points by the Suns. DeAndre Aiden tapping the ball, getting three opportunities on that one possession late. I thought he was uh, just what the Suns needed and what the Suns haven't had for many, many years is a competent big man being able to do some damage. Doesn't necessarily need to be the star on this team, obviously, with the guards, Chris Paul and uh, keep wanting to call him Devontae Booker, but Devin Booker. Uh, so he, they they got what they needed out of DeAndre Ayton. And, and those other two guys, obviously, they're going to command all the attention. But watching Suns basketball for 40 years, they can tell you that they've sorely lacked any competent big man to do what they needed him to do, and, and Ayton did that. Ayton gave him 12 boards, 7 offensive. Jay Crowder, the former Jazz man, had 12 boards as well, two of them offensive. Gobert went hard to the glass for the Jazz with 18 uh, but nobody else got to uh, double digits the way Crowder did. Eight boards for Mitchell and uh, eight off the bench for Favors. So the Jazz lose again. That is back-to-back losses, and now the Blazers will try to make sure the Jazz lose three in a row. Jazz are home tonight. Blazers were off last night, so they're rested, and the Jazz are coming off a, an OT game. Coverage starts here on The Zone at 7 o'clock with Jazz Game Night, the pregame show. The game will tip off at 8 o'clock, and we will have more on the Jazz. Got a question up on Facebook here. Um, how you feeling about the club now after the back-to-back losses? That was a very entertaining game, but uh, <clears throat> the good guys didn't win. So how you feeling? We'll get to that coming up. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Conley fakes and shoots a three. It's no good. Durant with a rebound and a putback, and it's good for Kevin Durant. And he still hasn't missed a shot tonight. Shot clock down to three. Holiday shot fakes into the corner. Can McConnell get it off in time? He does. Oh, and how about that? The most unlikely of sources, T.J. McConnell. Stolen by Anderson. The Hawks not looking good. Off the window to Morant. Highlight time. Throw it down with two hands, young fella. Anderson off the glass. The alley-oop to Morant, and Atlanta has seen enough. 
All right, there's some games, some highlights in the NBA. The most interesting one, I think, for people in the West was watching the Denver Nuggets beat the San Antonio Spurs. That was a pretty tight game late into the third quarter, and then the Nuggets blew it open. They end up winning by 10, 106-96, but they pushed the lead up higher than that and were, were pretty comfortable in a pretty good spot, PK, as they continue their charge since the trade. Things keep going right for the Nuggets, and they are now 15 games over 500. And that lead that you have been watching so closely in the Northwest Division continues to dwindle. You still feeling good? About the Northwest crown? Yes. Northwest championship? The lead is down to five games now. Five with 21 to go. Yeah, if you can't hold that, you don't deserve to be a division champion. Yeah. And, of course, obviously, for the rest of you who are not watching the division race, the Jazz lead over the Suns is a game and a half. They are four and a half in front of the third-place Clippers. The Nuggets now uh, in fourth, a game in front of the Lakers, who had the night off. So, to the question of, are the Jazz getting everybody's best shot? I think you look at the Dallas Mavericks, and you have to say, well, yeah, obviously. Dallas beats the Jazz, plays really well, looks good doing it, and then they turn around and lose to the Houston Rockets. 102-93, and the Rockets are terrible. Only Minnesota has a worse record. They got the 29th best record. And Luka Doncic was slamming water bottles over on the bench, completely frustrated with how poorly his Mavs were playing. So, yes, the Jazz got the Mavs' best shot, and they didn't seem to have much the next time out. Well, literally best shot. They shot 47% against the Jazz from three, and they shot 25%. That's why I don't think it was the Jazz. I think it was the uh, Mavs. They made 47% of their threes, and then they turned around and and, uh, can't even uh, come close to that against a team that's much worse. The ball went in the hoop that game. Good for them, but it didn't go in yesterday, and that's what I said yesterday. If you're playing the Dallas Mavericks and they've got to shoot 47% from three over seven games in a playoff, they're not going to do it. Other scores that uh, you heard the T.J. McConnell hit a big hoop as the Pacers beat the Timberwolves and he turned around and talked trash to the bench. Okay. He had 19 points and 15 assists. Who? T.J. McConnell. What game are we talking about? (laughs) I have no idea. The Brooklyn Nets. Two of their big three, enough. Kyrie Irving had 24 points. Kevin Durant had 17. Durant uh, playing in his 20th game of the season as the Nets play their 52nd game of the season. Uh, they get the win. They're a half game up on Philly and three games up on the Bucks in the East. Probably need all three of their guys to win it all, I would think, PK, but uh, they can get the top seed and get all the way to the conference final with two of their big three. Maybe they could even win there. So. Well, we'll have to see what Griffin and Aldridge gives them. What? How much are they uh, in the lineup? How much are they playing to be able to say that they can't win it all without, uh, you're speaking of Harden and Irving and Durant? I don't know that. Uh, this team has not been together, so uh, I would just be guessing by saying they probably need this or that because the three of them have barely played together, and then they just added a couple other pieces, So, and they made some trades during the season, so I really don't know. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Well, we've been waiting for it, PK, and it finally happened. Sure, if you'd been AD, it might have happened a couple years ago, but now Sean Miller is out. He had one year left on his deal in Tucson. Was he going to lame duck it? Were they going to give him an extension? 
And they were not going to give him an extension. So make the move now, avoid the lame duck season, and get on with it. Sean Miller is out in Arizona. Sure, yeah, you said it all. Got nothing else to add there. Got any idea who will get it? Got any of your Arizona sources telling you someone's got an inside track? It's obviously a uh, it's a good-looking job, but you do have, you know, more sanctions. They self-sanctioned this year, but uh, there could be more sanctions from the NCAA going forward. Miller's departure might lessen those a little bit. We'll have to see how that plays out. Well, Damon Stoudemire, obviously he played there, and he's at Pacific, and this passenger kid who was a walk-on in her loot was a fan favorite and he's been coaching at Memphis and then at Georgia Tech. He's had some issues he's had to face, and he hasn't been slapped with anything. So that's two former guys there. Uh, and then you've got uh, Luke Walton and then the uh, Democratic uh, National Chairman Steve Kerr. He might be interested, but I would think that they would stay in the NBA. So those are four guys in-house. Uh, in, in a sense, being in-house in that uh, Pastner was a walk-on, but uh, the others obviously were premier players for the Cats. But yeah, I, th- I think it's a premier job. I don't think that the sanctions are going to be significant uh, uh, three years from now to where they'll still be suffering from that. And what are they going to do, take away some scholarships? Uh, but uh, how many scholarships do you really need in uh, college basketball, particularly with all these one-and-dones going around anyway? So, you know, if you have 10, you should be able to field a competitive team because, you know, obviously only five guys play at a time unless they get into where they're banned from the NCAA tournament for mm-hmm. multiple years. I mean, that's like the most significant thing I could see, but I don't know if that's going to happen, particularly with Miller being gone. So it's going to be a job that they can acquire. Not pretty much whoever they want, but available to a lot of people. All right, DJ and PK, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NFL. I think he's definitely there this year. Um, unless they just want to take a hit and not become a really good football team for a year or so. But I think the marriage is not going to end very well going down the road. I think this squabble is going to turn into more of a uh, separation and then a divorce at some point. And, and that usually happens with most most players anyway. You just don't like it to happen Um because of you know the two sides not getting along. That's Warren Moon, former NFL quarterback, talking about Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Not the immediate divorce, unhappiness, separation, and then eventually divorce. He's kind of referencing they wouldn't be a very good team because they would take an enormous cap hit. So until they crawled out from those financial difficulties, it'd be hard to hard to build a good team. So it lingers for another year or two, and then Warren Moon thinks. The trade will happen. Uh, I think that I would probably agree with that, particularly with Pete Carroll being 70 years of age and how much longer does he want to do this. Nike has suspended the endorsement deal with Deshaun Watson, reportedly beats by Dre as ending its sponsorship of Watson amid the allegations facing the Houston Texans quarterback. Two other former sponsors, uh, Houston-based Reliant Energy, the supermarket chain HEB, their sponsorship deals had expired, and they would not, and they decided not to re-up with him. So, the daily Deshaun Watson update right there. Does he have a deal with Massage Envy? Excellent question, PK. I do not know the answer to that, although I suspect it's no. I'm guessing no. Tom Brady told Good Morning America 
that he realized in Tampa the Patriot way is not the only route to success. He says, when you're in one place for 20 years, you think that's the only way. And I think when you go to a different place, you realize, wow, there's another way that people do things. That's a big part of what I understood last year. Things are going to be different. I try to work within what's currently happening, but still try to do the best I could do. All of it was really, really amazing, obviously, with the way the season ended. So it was a great year. Anytime you end up on a boat, throwing the Super Bowl trophy to someone else in another boat or on a dock, it's a great year. Well, yeah, he clearly was sitting on the dock of Tampa Bay. Sing it. Ohio State slated to have a second pro day on April 14, providing another opportunities for teams, including the Niners, to see quarterback Justin Fields work out in person. Niners GM John Lynch and Coach Kyle Shanahan were not at Ohio State's first pro day because they were in Atlanta to watch Mac Jones' pro day. Working out for the Crimson Tide, San Francisco's picking third in the draft. First two are not just penciled in, but it looks like inked in. So Ohio State trying to make sure their guy has a chance to go number three. Always help your players to the NFL, PK, because that's the message you're delivering in recruiting. So double down on it on the other end of their college career. I think Ohio State has delivered that in spades a million times over. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Hashtag Major League Baseball. And it's swung on, lifted to center field. That's by Taylor. And the A's have cashed in their first win of 2021. Mitch Moreland with a clean single to right center. The A's come all the way back. They beat the Dodgers 4-3. 3 nothing Cardinals in the ninth. Here's the pitch. A swing, and there's a high fly ball. Hit deep, right center field. And it's a grand slam. Fastball swung on, a fly ball into left, waiting for a Dickerson. He's under it, and he's got it, and the ball game is over. And the Giants take this series from the Padres, winning in the finale in the rubber match in 10 innings. Giants beat the Padres 3-2. Alex Dickerson driving in the game winner with a sacrifice fly in the 10th inning. Giants win two out of three there. You also heard the Oakland Athletics breaking through after... Starting 0-6 and getting outscored by 37 runs. They beat the Dodgers 4-3. A's are on the board, PK. They got a W now, baby. Well, I think the big story there is Jansen blowing a save because obviously he struggled at the end of the last season. And do the Dodgers really have a big full-time closer in the manner that you can count on some of the legendary names? We all know that they've been out there over the years since the closer it's been about uh, 30 years, 30, 40 years or so, where the closer has been super important. Uh, and the Dodgers have a stacked lineup, and they got a top-end rotation, but they don't have a back-end closer at the level that they need. So he's, uh, he's, I think he's one for two in save opportunities. So he blew one in the first week of the season. Also, the Red Sox, who started 0-3 and were looking awful, just swept Tampa Bay. They won three in a row. Red Sox, 9-2 over the Rays. So, that was a horrible opener for the Sox. But, well, they're fine now. They're back to 500. they They're 3-3. and three. You also heard uh, Dylan Carlson with a grand slam there as the Cardinals beat the Marlins 7-zip. And the Rockies took down your Diamondbacks 8-zip. You covered it. There it is. The Nationals, the Mets, doubleheaders now in June and September to make up the games from their season opening series that was postponed. So if you're in the bullpen and 
think you're the sixth starter for those teams, well, maybe there's a little opportunity ready to knock for you out there later this summer. DJ and PK. Golf. Mm, clear your throat first. Let's try that again. Golf. <laughs> Jim Nance never has to clear his throat, okay? He's got the golden pipe. He knew it was his big moment. His voice was pretty raspy during the national championship game, though. All right, the Masters underway at Augusta National Golf Club. The local guys, Mike Weir, the 2003 champion in the field. Tony Finau in the field. We made our picks, PK. Now it's time for the drama to play out. Play ball. They are. Hudson Swafford is out with two birdies in the first five holes, and he is your early leader on the course. Well, I expected him to get out of the gate fast. You did. Nice. Sturzink has an early birdie. So does Matt Jones. They're just getting going, though. I love early birdies. (laughs) (laughs) Easy over there. All right. uh, Big group going off at... uh, at 8 o'clock Mountain Time, the Brook, Brooks Kepka Bubba Watson group. One of the, uh, some of the big early names going out this morning. DJ, the defending champ from the fall, uh, goes out at 8.30. So. We'll keep you updated. We will talk golf with Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio. He will check in at 8.30. The Jazz, they fall. Your reaction to the back-to-back losses coming up next. Craig Bullerjack. TV Voice of the Jazz at 9 o'clock, and Utah football media availability is coming up at 8 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. When you're as high as Zach Wilson is in this draft, I think a team has contacted him. They might be lying to him, but I would be pretty surprised if he didn't have a pretty good idea where he was going to end up going. Now, these things can change. It's different at at two, though, Gordon, because you've heard the stories in the past of guys who get picked later in the draft. Hey, Denver called me, and they said they're going to pick me. Mm -hmm. Because stuff happens. You never know. But with the number two pick, like, we're going to take you at number two unless you go one, I guess. And then uh, (laughs) we'll deal with it. But when you're picking number two, that's... It's a little different than if you're around in the seventh, you're going to be a Tennessee Titan. Right, exactly. Catch the big show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. Hot takes or toast. Brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Signer Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. All right, time now for the question of the day. Hell of a game, but another loss. And the lead in the loss column is down to one. How you feeling about the ball club? PK, I think people are a little queasy right now. A little worried. Okay. The back-to-back losses, and obviously going into a game now with – you know, you played overtime on the road, and you're going back-to-back against a rested team that's pretty good. DeGiro says, we lost two statement games in a row, and that tells you everything. Statement games, huh? Statement games. Jason says, the Jazz are a good team, but not a serious contender. Gotten a great wow. record beating bad and injured teams, and when it comes down to in the playoffs, the big boys are going to leave the Jazz at the little kids' table. Ooh, man. 
Shane says, well, as Pat Riley once said, no rebounds, no rings. The Jazz have got to find a way to win a rebounding war with this team and not give them so many extra chances. That and hitting more threes than they did. Okay, yeah, I can buy that. Daniel says, we beat the crappy teams, no problem. The good teams, not so much. Hector is a little smaller picture. He's not going big picture. Hector says, this sucks. When the threes don't drop, this is the outcome. Fun game, but it didn't feel like the Jazz ever had this one. They were chasing the game most of the way. Early fourth quarter, I thought they had a couple chances to pull away there, and uh, didn't happen. Oh, they're up by five, and then Mitchell mm-hmm. missed a three. Yep. And then when the other team comes back and scores, the announcers will tell you the obligatory, that's a five-point swing or six-point swing if the other guy hits a three. You can set your watch by that. That's going to happen. Randy says the Jazz lack toughness. Sick of watching Rudy cry to refs after every player fall to the ground every time he gets bumped. Teams that get physical with the Jazz beat the Jazz. Well, There's some truth yeah, to that. I, There's some I, truth to that. Well, his whining, yeah. There was one play in overtime uh, where he got hit on the head, mm-hmm. and then the, uh, Aiton beat him down, and somebody, O'Neal or somebody, was forced to foul O'Neal or uh, Aiton, and fortunately was on the floor, and they weren't in the penalty. But uh, Aiton got down the floor because Rudy was complaining about being hit in the head. So, yeah. The thing about the Suns, though, they're last in free throws, so they're not exactly the most physical team either. I mean, Crowder's added some toughness. But one of the things uh, that I want to hear a lot if I'm playing the, the Suns is Jay Crowder for three. Now, he did hit that big three in overtime. You've got to give him credit for that. So, uh, but he's added the toughness. But they're, they're pretty much a finesse ball club. But they did get into the Jazz in the first half and take him out of the offense. I thought they, they got up into him. And, I mean, a 40, when you hold a team to 40 points and a half, any team that's impressive, especially a team that's as good offensively as the Jazz. I just think that's the Jazz missing shots. But I thought that they changed the way they played in the third quarter. It was much more attack, get all the way to the rim. And because Phoenix was overplaying them, uh, they were able to do that. They ran some back doors late in the game. It was one to Conley when Phoenix was anticipating a three, overplaying everything. That was easy. You know, the pressure can be beaten, but when teams get physical with them. they chose not to do it. I know. So So I don't think that was the Suns. I think that was the Jazz. Jazz need to get another power forward, a guy to go down low for just these kind of games, like a Dantley or Malone, Brian says. They got beat on the boards, but you keep with it and move on to the next game. So what you're telling me is they need another Hall of Famer? Okay, I'll sign on. <laughs> sign on to Hall of Famers. Change the way you play. You got a Hall of Famer. Adapt to their skill set. Except this is the way they they got this. You know, the, you you dance with who brung you, and this mm-hmm. is the way they play. Now in these games, when the threes aren't uh, falling, you're expecting them to just radically change it. Now Bogdanovich has changed his game. Yeah, to me, the three is nice when it's going in, but just to watch them, I'm not about. Uh, field goals attempted or threes attempted. I'm about threes made. And if threes aren't being made, stop shooting them. Do I want to see Royce O'Neal shoot another three anytime soon? Not really, man. He's over his last ten. I thought that this shooting performance against the Suns was a lot different than the one with the Mavericks. With the Mavericks, they ran their offense. They got the shots they wanted. They were open. Guys' feet were set and all that stuff, and they didn't go in. This one, I thought they, I thought they were shooting contested threes. I thought they were struggling for open shots, and they were forcing them late in the shot clock. And I didn't really think when they shot them that they were going in for the most part. 
Well, as Ron Boone would say, for the most part, they didn't go in. Jerry says, Jazz laying bricks lately. As they say, you live and die by the three, and right now it's killing them. Jets can't seem to rise up in prime time when they can gather some attention and get a victory. Frustrating, to say the least. Sure. Yeah. I just, when you're not hitting the three, you're awfully vulnerable. Or they're awfully vulnerable. Or if I'm Locke, we're, we're awfully vulnerable. Whatever pronoun you want to use. Jamie says the Jazz lost another game to an elite team at full strength. Wow, I'm shocked. Ah, oh, the sarcasm coming out now. People getting bitterly disappointed. Well, here. you know, they didn't have Abdul Nader or Frank Kaminsky. So, I don't know if they're at full strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob, a little more measured than most people, says they need to make open threes. Not overreacting, though. Plenty of games left. Yeah, well, but most. at least four more games that will matter the most. Ah, the playoff games. Yeah. Seen enough of the regular season, you ready to just get there now? Well, if they're going to shoot 25%, I don't care who they're playing. I don't. I, I just look at the Jazz. I don't really look at the other team. I don't, Dallas made shots, good for them. They didn't last night against Houston, they lost. Uh, the Suns, uh, Chris Paul is just absolutely brilliant. Chris Paul, uh, good on him, man. At his age, 43 minutes that he played and 29 points, uh, 9 assists. I mean, he controlled the game for a large portion of the time. Uh, and he's a significant difference maker for them. And, you know, that, that little pull-up that he does where he's dribbling and then he squares his shoulders real quick, it's a weapon. Now, it's not the same weapon, but it's a weapon that is unique to him in the way the skyhook was uh, 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 unique to Abdul. And I really haven't seen anybody do what Paul can do, to take that, be dribbling, and then boom, square up, and then make that shot. We've seen it a million times. And so he had it going on, and he was just absolutely brilliant. Booker, Booker does what he does. Uh, there's scoring opportunities there. Uh, but, you know, 35 points on 31 shots. Uh, you sort of live with that to an extent. Uh, but to me, I look at this, the Jazz, uh, 25%. You're going to shoot 25% with the amount of threes that they take because they're going to take in the high 30s, 40s probably most games. This was extended a little bit by five minutes, and they had 44 attempts. Uh, and they're shooting 25%. You're not going to win. And they didn't. And there it is. So if they just earlier and go to the two and shoot fewer of them, and basically if they do in the second quarter what they did in the third, then they can win the game. Give up on the three, attack yeah. the hoop, lay up, lay up. Layup, layup. And they did hit some threes in the third. It started to come around. I think they ended up being four of six. Um, and they got a couple of them late in the quarter. And they, that's when they came back and took the lead. That was a 38-point quarter. But that 40-point first half, that is just not even close to good enough. And Bogdanovich can't hit a three to save his life. So I'm pretty much done with it. He was one And three. I love the way, the yeah. way he's adjusted and wants to take the ball to the basket now. Because you're not you're not hitting threes, man, and this is this is a prolonged slump for him from three. So, do I want him taking as many threes? No, probably not. I mean, the, the guys that I really want to are Mitchell and Clarkson's going to shoot him. So uh, he's just going to shoot him. So you're, you're, you, if you start telling him not to, 
you're really going to curtail his game. And then Joe Ingles. And Joe, Joe only got two, and he made one. I would love to see him get more. But sometimes he's just another guy out there, and they don't really do a whole lot for him offensively. Uh, and Quinn Snyder likes to play O'Neal. I'm not sure what O'Neal contributed. Defense. I mean, he matched up with Booker a lot, and that's why Booker had 35 points on 31 shots. and was 0 for 6 from 3 himself. He had issues on the three-point shot. Well, was that defense, or is that him missing open threes? Well, you'd have to go back and look at every possession. Honestly, I can't tell you off the top of my head how many of them were open and how many of them were contested. Uh, I thought he got at least much? one off an offensive rebound that was wide open. I remember that one, and he missed it. Is Joe that much a significant downgrade defensively over O'Neal? Because he's certainly a substantial upgrade offensively. Yeah, I just don't know how many shots he's going to get. He would probably get more in that role. It's pretty, it's pretty much a guess one at this point. One more is better than what O'Neal's going to give you. Yeah, and in an overtime game, one more might be, might be enough. Uh, you know, the games where he really tends to flourish are the games Conley sits, which I assume is what will happen tonight because they've, they've been sitting Conley in the second half of – or second half of back-to-backs, or at least in one of the games of back-to-backs. Once, I can't remember who it was, but I know there was once they sat him on the front end of a back-to-back. Um, and Conley played 35 minutes with the OT, so I assume he'll sit, and Joe will have a bigger role. Uh, you know, Clarkson's going to shoot, and when he gets the ball, he's, you know, so, sometimes it looks like the Jazz offense and he's moving it, but sometimes it's get out of the way. Clarkson's going to go get a shot. And Joe's on the floor with Clarkson a lot, so, if you're on the floor with Clarkson, your shots are going to go down. It's going to happen. That's all the more reason to change it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. On Twitter, David DJ James. Reaction to the Jazz losing. It's a good game. Goes to overtime. But uh, they get beat, and that's two in a row now against uh, quality teams in the West that are headed for the postseason. Taylor says, against solid defenses, we can't get good looks, and our three-point percentage drops. Playoffs are full of good deten- defensive teams, and hard to beat, hard, it will be hard to beat anyone in seven. It's been a fun year, but I still don't see us going farther than the first round. Ooh, wow, that would be a massive disappointment then. Yeah. Well, especially if they hold on to the top spot because the eighth seed – Assuming the Mavericks win that playing game so that they are the seventh seed, uh, it looks like there's a, uh, a break between the top seven and the rest of the West. If you're the second seed and you lose to the seventh, that's just Still disappointing. Yep. Justin, the Kings, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, and the Suns all have something in common with the Jazz. They had really good teams without actually winning anything of importance. Stop bitching about respect and go earn it by winning. Justin with the NBA history lesson. Who are those teams? The Kings, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, and the Suns. I think he's talking about over the last 20 years. He's not talking about this year's Kings. But, you know, they had the run with the Vlade Weber group. The Blazers couldn't get past the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. Mike Conley was on some good Grizzly teams, and uh, the Suns obviously had a really good run when they had Nash. Justin says they need some toughness on this team. Getting beat on the backboards like that is a bad look. 16 offensive rebounds allowed is just way too many for the Suns. Uh, Bogdanovich in his postgame comments, we ran him earlier this morning, called himself out because he only had one rebound. 
you know, there were plenty of missed threes in this game, and there were plenty of long rebounds. So as a guard, you can have more than one. Mike Conley had one. Bogey had one. You can be out on the perimeter and, uh, and get three. Chris Paul got four rebounds, and he's, he's a little guy playing out on the perimeter. There's long rebounds to be chased down. Oh, yeah, but Donovich is a crappy rebounder, though. He always, ha- he always has been. Remember the game he had a year ago, and they were Zero. talking about his yeah. $35 million stat line? He had like yeah. 35 points, but he didn't have a rebound. He didn't have an assist, didn't have a steal. You got to do something other than shoot. Okay, he well, took... he only had one rebound and no assists in this game. Yep, and no, no steals, steals, no blocks. No block, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> there I mean, it that's, is. That's, He's going to shoot it. For him, he only had one turnover. Uh, so the Jazz only had 13, which is a, a manageable number. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, I mean, sure, he needs to rebound more, and I need to be less sarcastic, and neither of those are going to happen. <laughs> Clint says, Clint's probably the most positive person posting so far. He says, yeah, the Jazz played like absolute trash and still took them to OT. They'll be fine. It's a small slump. I think most people, Clint, look at the strength of schedule and just can't dismiss it as a small slump. You're right, two losses after nine wins. Hey, if you win nine out of 11 consistently in the NBA, you're in great shape. But it's just bothering Jazz fans that those nine teams, uh, maybe the Grizzlies are in a one-versus-eight series, but other than that, there were, uh, there were no playoff-quality wins in there. I mean, the Nets have the name, but they didn't have the players that night. So it's hard to dismiss it as a small slump for most people. Clint's doing it, but... You identified as a big week and three playoff teams in a row, and now you're 0-2, and looks like you're at a disadvantage in the third one. We'll see how it goes. Uh, okay, yeah, I can I can buy that. I mean, I have a, a cause for concern, and I wouldn't say I'm alarmed, but sure, there's there's cause for concern. I would buy all that. All right, hit us up on uh, Facebook, DJ and PK. Hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. Blazers tonight, you got any level of confidence in this? Anger, bounce back game, plant your feet, make a stand, all those uh, cliches over time, all those things coaches have said before other games. Uh, I would throw in make shots. Always a positive. Yeah, and what are the Blazers going to do? I mean, on paper, this looks like a difficult task over time, coming back next game, blah, 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 next day. I mean, uh, so I buy all that. Uh, uh, But that's the thing about this team that I said earlier in the week when we were expecting them to lose and maybe not really bury them, but thinking that they're going to lose in this situation, they go up and find a way to get it done. So let's see what you got. Uh, You know, if you want to drop a – what does it say about this team if they win – this would be a perfect opportunity to do that because lost. Well, we know I don't need to repeat it, but uh, we know the situation, and here they are. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for this game to see what they can do uh, in a situation where there's a whole lot of doubt. And, and even if they had a day off, there's there's some doubt because uh, there's just doubt on the team. I get for for the team, against the team, about the team. Probably is the best word. Uh, so. What can you do? I'm excited to see. Every every game's an opportunity to prove. No matter who the game is, what the game is, but prove. You know, if you're playing a crappy team, prove you can be way better than them and blow them out. And in this situation, this was always going to be a tough game. If they were 2-0, and this would be a tough game. 
the, so the, the toughness of the game, I don't think, has increased. Maybe the ramifications of the outcome have increased as the lead dwindles, but the toughness of the game was always going to be there. So it's up to the players to make sure they're prepared as much as possible. Portland coming in uh, off a loss to the Clippers, 133-116. Portland's lost two of their last three. They're 5-4 and four in their last nine games. They're 12-10 and 10 over 22. It has not been a stellar last six to eight weeks for the Blazers. Um, so... But they are they were off last night after losing the Clippers on Tuesday, so they got that going for them against the Jazz. But uh, they are another team that uh, everything we've said about the Jazz and the schedule and beating the better teams, you can say all of that about Portland. You look uh, in these last nine games, hey, they they have uh, lost to Dallas and Brooklyn, and they've lost to the Bucks and the Clippers. So they're losing the playoff teams, and they're they're beating the Orlando's and Toronto's of the world. So they're probably measuring themselves the same way Jazz fans are measuring the Jazz. Hey, you got to beat some Western Conference playoff teams here. So, uh, sure, if you want to go anywhere, but I don't think Portland's going anywhere. The Jazz are still the uh, the main story here, and Jeff says, I'm still confident in the Jazz. You shoot poorly, you lose. You give up double-digit offensive rebounds, you lose. This doesn't happen to the Jazz. More often than not, they'll be fine. So how different would it be if the Jazz were 9-2 and in their last 11 games and had beaten some good teams but had also just unexpectedly lost to some mediocre and bad teams? Just completely oh, about games. that. I mean, the record would be the exact same. Right. Would we have any more confidence in them? Or we'd be worried about their inconsistency and how, you know, sometimes they look really good against good teams, but then they play to the level of the opposition. Well, sure, they're the Jazz, man. They're the number one story in our community. <laughs> so we're going to obsess over them. And anytime they lose a ball game, when you're this good and you've won this many games, you obsess over that loss. And you sort of ride with the win. If it's against a crappy team, eh, well, it's against a crappy team. But they're the Jazz, man. They're the number one story. And plus, they've accomplished absolutely nothing in the postseason that matters. So until you do, there's going to be that doubt. So we would take it for exactly what it's worth. If they beat a crappy team, well, you just beat a crappy team. If you lose, oh, my gosh, the sky's falling. Or somewhere in between, oh, they got this. This is a little mini slump. And everybody's got their emotions. That's the great thing about the Jazz. With the Jazz, all you got to do is turn on the lights and start talking, and people are going to listen because they are the overwhelming story in our community. Always have been, always will be. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Shamrock Plumbing. No job, too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Utah football availability coming up in 15 minutes. We'll hear from the youth linebacker coach Colton Swan. Nephi Sewell scheduled to speak today. Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio with the Masters check-in at 8.30. And Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Jazz at 9 here on 97.5 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Brian Taylor joining us, Real Golf Radio. So the appetizer starts with pigs in a blanket. That's delicious. And you got to hand it to Dustin Johnson to put pigs in a blanket on a Masters Club dinner. Like, is there a more prestigious, in all of sports, dinner 
club and he goes with pigs in a blanket and then oh by the way just to class up the joint we're gonna go lobster and corn fritters and look we all enjoy pigs in a blanket i just don't know if that's uh, a master's dinner that's all i've got the image of me eating like four of those just before i get into my flay with lobster tail and how that would be i like how you're like pair well you're like hey bring more of those over here <laughs> <laughs> hey faldo can i have yours yeah <laughs> i'm hungry Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought you in part by Zero Res. When you get the carpets and tile cleaned, it's never just clean. It's Zero Res Clean. $33 per room clean carpet or tile. April only. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online by searching for Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. All right, we got more people reacting to the Jazz loss. Fritz, this is why the NBA's top analysts aren't giving the Jazz that much respect. How about the secondary analysts, though? Are they giving to him? <laughs> Fritz does not get into that. <laughs> Just sticking with the top analysts. What's DB think? I, I need to know. She's so good. That's Doris Burke for those of you who don't know where he's going here. <laughs> oh, that, that's your lack of him. That's sexism right there, buddy. Everybody knows who DB is. Josh believes the Jazz will be fine. Phoenix finally has a tough stretch coming up. Hopefully the Jazz will... Get the full game back tonight. The Suns have the Clippers, they were saying. They do. And on the road, too, so they had to travel as well. I would but think, then the Clippers will gain a game on you. Yes. They're four and a half back. They got a chance to get it to three and a half here if the Jazz fall to the Blazers. Yeah. And that's not impossible, obviously. Papa Dave says, I'd like to see home court advantage throughout the playoffs because it's about the playoffs. It's not about the regular season. What are we talking about the regular season? It's about the playoffs. Well, it is about the playoffs. There's no question about that. But the problem with that line of thinking is just historically the teams that are in the number one and two seeds are the ones who get there. So, I mean, they don't mean everything, but certainly they mean something. Yeah, is this just uh, a crazy outlier of a year because there have been so many teams, well, so many. The two teams everyone picked, one, two in the West, the L.A. teams, have had injuries. And the Clippers have a five-man group. When they're together, they're the, well, okay, they've been together for like a dozen games. So do I think you're going to have all your guys in the playoffs? And we know what the Lakers are up against with their two guys out. And when are they coming back? And how long are they going to be able to stay healthy when they get back? Uh, well, yeah, I don't know, but that has nothing to do with the Jazz. And we're talking about the regular season because that's what we're in right now. And there it is. We're talking about the Jazz. And when the, when we're in the playoffs, we'll talk about the Jazz in the playoffs. When we're in the preseason, we'll talk about the Jazz in the preseason. And now that we're in the regular season, that's what we're talking about. Duh. JR says it's just a shooting while it's continuing from three. It looks like everyone but Don is struggling with taking a shot with confidence. He needs some help. Booker and Paul were impressive last night, but we'll be fine on to the next one. Yeah, that's my whole thing is that Ingles doesn't struggle with confidence, but he's only getting two attempts. Well, he ought to get more tonight because Conley will sit, and when Conley sits, Joe gets to handle the ball a lot. He'll run a lot of pick and rolls, and he'll be able to pull up and hit. 
Except Joe has made a significant mark on this team this season, and it's not exclusively when Conley isn't available. It is not exclusively. But when Conley is out, he's had his best games. Uh, we understand. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I guess if you just go strictly on numbers, but uh, his contributions that he makes, uh, I just think he needs to get more involved. I don't need his involvement offensively to be the same as Royce O'Neal's. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, Utah football availability. Got a scrimmage Saturday. We'll hear from the Utes, focusing on the linebackers. With Colton Swan, the linebacker coach, on the way. Stay with us.